Everyone, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. We got to talk about the Timberwolves. They lost to the Los Angeles Lakers, and if you watch the game, they shouldn't have lost. But this is a trend, or is it a mirage? 19 times they've had the lead of 10-plus, and they lost those games. 19. You win 19 games, you're the number one seed in the Western Conference. So with that 10-plus lead, you look at the Vikings – and what they did every time they had a close game, the Timberwolves, every time they had a blowout game, they couldn't keep it. Who do you blame? Is it the players or is it the coach? We'll talk about that next on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On Sports. And you can make every moment more. Just visit FanDuel.com backslash Locked On. That's FanDuel.com backslash Locked On to get started today. Well, we're, of course, in today's show, like I said, we're going to talk about the Timberwolves. We're going to talk about the coaching situation. And then I got some fantasy football drama. It's before the draft, so of course it's going to change because we know there's going to be some quarterbacks drafted, so that might change fantasy football. Uh, there's going to be some receivers drafted to teams that might elevate a quarterback. Uh, there's going to be some defenses that get a lot better in fantasy. But there's a conspiracy out there already. There's a narrative in the NFL already when it comes to fantasy. And mathematically, the math just ain't mathing to me. So we got to talk about that. But remember, you can download Amazon Fire or Roku. You can download the Locked On Sports Minnesota app on Amazon Fire or Roku. Just go to your Amazon Fire or Roku device, search Locked On Sports Minnesota in your apps, and then you can download the – it'll be right there. It'll be a little box right there on your TV, depending on how your TV set up. Mine, I know they go across for Amazon and then for my Roku. It's a nice little group of boxes. You can search it right there, and then you can watch all of our shows right there on your TV. But as I bring Sam Ekstrom to the show, my producer – Sam, we got to talk about the uh, Timberwolves. Um, it, it's, it's, of course, it's trending because, one, I do want to say this. I want to get this out the way. Jimmy Butler was super petty about the Timberwolves because they asked him about his time in Minnesota or something like that, and he said, of all the places you're going to ask me, you're going to ask me about Minnesota, and then you did make the joke saying he was here for 60 days. <laughs> but but with, with that, you can't talk that mess, be the seventh seed, host at home, and lose to the Hawks. So now the Heat have dropped down to the eighth and they have to host again to try to hold on to the eighth. Or Jimmy Butler could be at home chilling, but also could the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves, though, did go on the road. So as far as losing to the seventh seed, that's how it was supposed to happen when you look at the grand scheme. The seventh seed should beat the eighth seed because you've earned, like you've played better throughout the season. And and I, I, I put out a tweet yesterday. It's still going right now. That's three Ron Johnson on Twitter if you want to put your idea. Because at this point now, you're, you're going to get what you want. But I tweeted yesterday and I said, um, I just did a poll and I said, who would you rather play the Timberwolves or sorry, the um, the Grizzlies or the Denver Nuggets? And I just kind of put it out there because I wanted to see early on because people were joking about who's tanking for who and blah, blah. 
Right now, 71% of the people say they'd rather play the Grizzlies, and then 29% said they'd rather play the Nugget. There is nine hours left on this uh, poll. But one person did comment, because there's some comments. He said it depends on the team. So I get that. Like, I, I do get that. Depends on which team. Like, if you're the Lakers, do you want the Grizzlies or do you want the Nuggets? If I'm the Lakers, I probably want the Nuggets. Like, when you look at how the, the Nuggets are constructed and how the Lakers and watching the Lakers play, and LeBron looks rested. I get the whole load management. LeBron looked rested. He looked fast. He looked good. His three-pointer, I mean, I feel like I've never seen LeBron that accurate in threes. But they, they, they just, like, they didn't win that game. I feel like the Timberwolves lost the game. Like, mm -hmm. the Lakers, as good as they looked down the stretch, they didn't win that game. The Timberwolves won. I think if Rudy Gobert plays, I don't know if that offense looks as – like, that offense looked at one point super efficient. They were moving. I heard Barkley or, no, Reggie Miller saying, look at all the, the cuts and the, the movement and the picks. And, man, everybody's where they're supposed to be. And then the last five minutes of the game, he's like, where's that offense at? Where is it? What are they doing? They're just giving it to one guy and everybody's getting out the way. Like, they weren't doing the same offense. And and just like the, the Golden Gophers hockey team with LaPanta, we talked about that. Like, I don't know if you on purpose sit back in your zone and you don't attack. Um, like the Vikings, you sit back and prevent defense, you have the win. The Gophers football team with Glenn Mason in, pro, in, in bowl games when you're up. I don't know if you just decide to run the ball and punt just to say, let's run the clock out. Let's just run, 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 punt. Run, 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 punt. It doesn't work. Just keep attacking the way you did. And, and I felt like the Timberwolves won, I think, Anthony Edwards. He was not – and I get it. Shooters are going to shoot. The best player should always try to – but at some point, you got to realize, like, I hate – that's the one thing I hate about, like, pickup basketball sometimes. If there's a guy on your team hot, feed him the ball because these are no – these are win-or-go-home games in, in pickup basketball. So you got to try to score, get to 15 first. And so when you think about that, get it to the guy hitting the ball. Anthony Edwards wasn't hitting the shot, and he kept shooting three – after three, after three, when there's another guy wide open, even at the end, that steal at the end of the game, which, uh, uh, was it, uh, who was in the corner? Torian, Prince. Torian Prince. Could have hit that shot. If you look to the right, Mike Conley was to the right. That's where you go. You go to the hot hand because, in my opinion, I think he would have caught it. Conley was cool, calm, and collected. He would have caught it. He would have faked D'Lo up because D'Lo wasn't even paying attention to what was behind him. He was worried about what was in front of him, which was Torian Prince. But if you, if you kick it to the – you look left, kick it to the right, Mike Conley probably has time to just get the shot up, or he fakes D'Lo in the air and he just pulls it. But he shot one over Anthony Davis. He shot one uh, over a couple people. And then the way the game ended, you make those three, three, uh, three throws and then you go to overtime and lose by six. So in my opinion, and I'll ask you this, Sam, with all of that said, this is the 19th time they've had a 10-point lead late in games and they've lost – I said this earlier, the Minnesota Vikings, I don't even remember, was it 11 one-score games or something like that? They were like, like they won them all, or they were one, you know, 10 and mm -hmm. one. I don't remember what the number was for football season, but everybody, you know, Peter Bukowski, everybody's, oh, this team is a fraud. This team is a fraud. They won those games, though. If the Timberwolves had won 19 games being up 10 or 19 close games, I don't know if we would even care. We would just say, man, they won 19 more games than they were supposed to. And they're now the number one seed in the West. The number one seed in the West, Sam. That's all it would have taken. You win. not and, and again, you don't have to win every single one of those games. But in your opinion, Sam, yeah, is this on the coach or the players? 
I think it's easy to fling your arrows at the coach, and I think he's he's partly responsible. You you have to draw something up. You have to draw up a set and get these guys out of a funk when the, when the offense is stagnating. But I think it's personnel and then lack of personnel. Um, Cat once he got five fouls got super tentative, Ron. Like on on the d- 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 uh, the defensive end, he was just turtling. You know, he didn't want to want to get that sixth foul. And it seemed like he clammed up on the offensive end too. He didn't want to charge into somebody. He didn't want to attack the basket the way he was earlier in the game. So that's a little bit on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they didn't have Rudy for any post-up situations. They didn't have Nas, who's kind of instant offense. So when you are struggling on offense, the best way to do it is to get the ball down low and attack the basket. And they didn't have the bigs to get that job done. And Cat was nervous about fouling out of the game. I think that's partly why they they just sucked mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter in overtime. Um, Conley was, and he was, he was the hot hand, but he was trying to do a little too much with the ball sometimes too. Edwards was shooting too much. And then the guys that were hot earlier, Anderson and Prince, everybody cooled down just at the worst possible time. They were exhausted. They tired out. Really, really frustrating, though, to be up by 15 in the second half and lose that game. Yeah, the big, the biggest problem is when LeBron was out, they were able to bring the game like within seven, and then they brought it within five with just Anthony Davis out there. So that's 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 the problem with this team, and that's why I totally agree with we had James Diaz early on in the year from Syracuse, and he said it. He said they need another like McCullough-type guy, and last night they kind of got that production out of Conley. Like he he had 23, Carl Anthony Towns had 24. Uh, our what's-in-the-fridge guys, uh, Kyle Anderson, Torian Prince, and uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, they all actually played well. Mm-hmm. Walker got, got 11. Uh, Torian Prince got 14. My guy and your guy, Kyle Anderson, had himself a day. 12 points, 13 assists. 12 points, thir- he was five rebounds away. Wow. Like if I'm him, I throw up five missed shots at the end of the game just to get me a triple double. Now I know that the NBA has looked at that because I think they took uh who they they took um Giannis. Freaks away. Yeah, yeah, they took his away because they're like, dude, that doesn't count. We're not giving you that crap. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do what? Don't do that. Like, so, but <laughs> if I'm him, I'm I'm attacking the boards. Like at, at some point, if I'm like, wait, I got 12 and 13, and I, I just need five rebounds, man. Let me let me get down here and get dirty. Um, but it, it's, it's, and you can also tell though, Anthony Edwards, he hurt, he clearly hurt his shoulder. He's a little banged up. Cause towards the end, you could see he kept working it. They put the tape on it. Uh, scary fall. He flipped over the top of another player. Um, you know, and thank goodness he's athletic enough and his teammate kind of caught him. Uh, he didn't Draymond Green a bit, which he should have, and just completely caught him in the air. Like Draymond did, uh, Clay Thompson when he was like, Oh, that's my ring. I got to catch it. Like you've got to see Anthony Edwards fall it and you got to lay your body on the line. Like you got to slide under him like John Wick or something. Like you got to, you got to do some Avengers type stuff to save Anthony Edwards. But clearly he was hurting, hurting a little bit. You could see he didn't have like even his shot. It looked like he was forcing it a little bit. Like he didn't have full range of motion in that left arm to kind of hold the ball up. And every single three pointer he shot was short. Every single one, every single one. He made one. Other than that, every single one was short. And so either one, like you said, legs could be tired. Uh, two, just, you know, not getting full extension on an arm. But three, after you miss about eight, pass the ball. Like the three is not your ball anymore. Like give it up. Like drive to the lane. Like he's, he's an explosive, powerful. I mean, every time he got to the lane, he got there. Even the foul, which I think was BS, that they challenged and they gave it back. Because 
you can say Anthony uh, Davis didn't hit him, but the foul was on the second guy that hit his arms. Right. Like the second guy hit his wrists and arms. And that's why I feel like, not to say the, the NBA wanted the Lakers to play the Grizzlies, but after the Grizzlies tweeted, we want the Lakers, the NBA is like, okay, let's let's do this now. We got some drama. Like they they didn't tweet we want the Timberwolves because we beat them last year. They tweeted we want LeBron. We want to we want to take the king down. We want to take the king off the off the throne. And so the the fact that they did that, the NBA is like, all right, look, let's like you see what the W the, the college game did when when Caitlin Clark and, and Angel Reese, they 9.9 million people watched one of the biggest watches ever because Caitlin Reese, you know, she's talking, the LSU Tigers are talking, you know, they can't see me. Okay, we got to get this. Now Dylan Brooks puts that out there. I want the king. I want LeBron. Okay, you about to get him. You about to get him for six or seven games. And the Lakers look good. And if they're healthy, if Anthony Davis can stay healthy, that's the problem. Anthony Davis gets hurt at some point. I was not saying I was hoping it was the Timberwolves game, but there was a couple of times where he got hit. He fell. He got a you know limped off. I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah, Here's, here he's coming out, and he stayed in. Um, and Schroeder. So, I thought Truder was hurt too, and then he hit the the, ankle, yeah. almost the game-winning shot there at the end of regulation. Yeah, yeah, I know, because yeah, because Anthony Davis, because everybody's like, oh, that shouldn't have been a foul. That was a foul. Like you, you can't hit the three-point shoot. You got to give him space to land. Uh, he's got to feel protected when he gets up in the air. But Sam, I, this is where I go with this. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I do agree with you on the coach has to call a timeout at some point. Maybe use more of them. Uh, maybe get an offensive set going when you realize they they're not getting themselves out of this funk. Because some teams can play out of it. Like if you have Caitlin Clark. Uh, if you have LeBron James, um, you know, if you have James Harden, you can get yourself out of a funk. Like you can find a, if you have Giannis, you can find a way. Just, Hey, give it to Giannis. Let's get, let's give it to Harden. Let him cook. Let him cook. You will, you will find a way. But Anthony Edwards is the guy you say, let him cook. And he was not cooking well. The gas was off. The heat was not paid. The bills, the lights, like nothing. The food, the, the fridge was bare. There was no room at the end, as they said in the Bible. Like nothing was working. So you've got to you've got to talk to him as a coach, and that's why I do blame Chris Finch a little bit because if that's me and my analytics guys, you got you got all these coaches on the sideline that they do they help you in practice, but during the games they got to be able to tell you something. Like that's why football coaches everybody has a headset, even if you don't have anything to say. Everybody has a headset so they can all hear what the coaches are saying. At some point, these coaches, the analytics guy has to say, or the stats guy has to come over with the stats and say, hey, look, man, Anthony Edwards has missed the last nine threes. You got to tell him, coach, stop shooting threes. Like, nothing. There was nothing on that coaching staff that 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 spoken to it. And then lastly, before we jump over, because we're going to talk a little bit more. We're going to talk a little bit more Timberwolves because that's the topic of the day. And then we're going to jump into this fantasy football conspiracy. I'll tell you this. It's Kirk Cousins. There's a conspiracy in the NFL for fantasy football against Kirk Cousins, whether they're trying to sandbag it so people pick them up and get them in the late rounds, and then they get to win their fantasy league because Kirk Cousins kills it. Or the math just ain't mathing, and people don't like Kirk Cousins, and they're putting a lot more emphasis on something else. And I kind of have an idea of what they're putting an emphasis on. But before we get to that topic, uh, Sam, last one. This is what I say about the the way this this team is constructed. There has to be something else going on, too, because in a must-win game, you punched your brother in the chest. You didn't punch him in the face. You didn't slam him and keep fighting. You punched him in the chest, and you ran away like a little boy. Like, that's what a little brother does to a big brother and then runs and hopes mom helps. Like, you punch your big brother, and then you run to mom or dad so that he can't beat you up. And that's what Rudy Gobert did. So that that showed me there was no true aggression in this. There was no true malice or anger in this. This wasn't 
uh, the malice in the palace where all of a sudden the Pistons are fighting or sorry. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. The, the Pacers are fighting the Pistons fans. Like it wasn't that this was a guy that just got mad to being called the B word, punched his brother in the shoulder chest area and then ran from there. Something happened. So I don't know if Rudy Gobert is upset because the Timberwolves never actually said they suspended him. They just say he's not traveling. It could be self. Like he could have done that to himself. I don't want to travel with y'all. I'm sick of this. Get me out of here. Trade me back. I want to go somewhere else. Like I just don't understand that because in a must-win game, I'm taking everybody. If Draymond Green knocked out Jordan Poole last week, he's still going to play in the playoffs. Like They're like, look, you got to stop punching this dude in the face. Uh, but we need you. Uh, we, we got games. Uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, they need you. So Draymond, Jordan, make up. Y'all can fight after the season. Pay-per-view. I, and I guarantee you put gloves on, they would sell. I don't know how much, but people would watch like the first couple of swings and they're like, okay, neither of these dudes can fight. But there's something else going on in my opinion because you don't just not fly. Now, now again, now if he does play this game, maybe it was a one-game suspension. If he doesn't play this game for your season because you lose, you're done. There's something else going on. Like, because they've never fully came out saying he's suspended or he's fined or whatever. Like, it was a he's just not traveling with the team. So the team, the team's tweet does say Gobert out dash team suspension. Oh, okay. So they did finally say it. Yep. Got it. Because at first they didn't say it. They just said Rudy Gobert or whatever. Speculation. Rudy Gobert's not going to travel with the team. So team suspension. Do they say it? But they don't say how long. Correct? They do not. No. So, yeah, I don't get that. I don't get that. And, and, I, and I get it. Principles matter. Morals matter. Uh, you got to set a precedent. You can't say you can punch your teammate and then still get to play on this team. I get it. You got to set boundaries. But also, you can't punch walls. Like, what does that look like? What does that suspension look like? You, you attacked a wall. You can't play next year. Like, come on now. What are we doing? But <laughs> this is a joke, people. <laughs> but but for, for, for the everydayers, man, the people that, that understand what we're about, you know what I'm about. I'm about putting the ball in the basket. I'm about Anthony Edwards being that guy. I've said this all season, and y'all know this. For the everydayers, they know Anthony Edwards has to be the guy for them to win games long term, playoff runs. So Anthony Edwards hopefully coming back home. It's a familiar basket. He'll have time to rest because they don't play again on Friday. He'll get to rest that shoulder. He, if to make it through a game, it's going to be sore as heck tonight. It's going to be – or tomorrow – yeah, tonight and tomorrow. And then hopefully Ice, Stem, you know, best trainers in the world, little Minnesota food, he, sleeping in his own bed for a couple of days, practicing here. He'll be ready to go Friday against whoever wins tonight. Um, but I think that's the key for this team. It has to be – it has to go through Anthony Edwards. It has to. And if it doesn't, then you got to blame the coach because the coach can call that. Like, there's no way the Bulls aren't going through Michael Jordan. If Scottie Pippen took about five threes, field, field's calling the tee. Get, come on. Uh, hey, you got to get the ball to Michael. I don't care about that he's going to make a documentary one day and you know there's cameras around. Stop it, Scotty. You're not the guy right now. It's Mike's team. We need six championships. Give the ball to Mike. And that's that's where Anthony Edwards is to me. He's he's the Michael Jordan. Carl Anthony Towns is legit. Carlton Towns is definitely a great player. He's unguardable at times because he can shoot that three. When he gets in the lane, if he gets a mismatch, he he needs to go a little bit faster, but he's good there. But Anthony Edwards is your fire starter, and that's that's kind of where I go with that. Uh, but we will definitely break down this a little bit more of what, what's next for the Timberwolves, and if they lose, what what's next? What could the team have looked like? And again, 
11. They win 11 of those 19 games where they have the lead, 10-plus points late in the game. They're the number one seed. They only needed 11 games to get to 53 wins, and they're the number one seed in the West. That's like I remember Glenn Macy used to say that. It's a game of inches. He'd say the difference in our season being eight and three and three and eight is a blink of an eye. If you blink and you miss that moment, we're going to lose this game. If you are alert and you make the play and you stay in this game for the entire game, four quarters, I need you four quarters, we'll win this game. And, and I love that saying because you see it with the Timberwolves now. The Vikings, they didn't blink. They went 13 and four. The Timberwolves, I mean, their eyes must be dry because they are blinking like a mug. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not 53 wins in this because they 11, 11 of the night, 50% of those games, just win more than like 52% of those games and you're in this. Analytics will show. And I'm guessing the Nuggets have done it. They've closed games out. I'm guessing the Grizzlies have closed games out. The Kings have closed games out. The Timberwolves have not. That's a big number. 19 times, it's a big number. But we are going to get a word from our sponsors, and we'll be back after this. We are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. The NBA play-in is officially here. And, hey, Wolves didn't win, but the Wolves covered last night, losing by six in overtime. New customers can get a no-sweat first bet and join the action at FanDuel. They can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if the first bet doesn't win. Bet on everything you can imagine, every single sport available on the safe, secure FanDuel Sportsbook app. You can also stack your bets up within the same game for the much-anticipated same-game parlays that Ron talks about so often. He loves them. We all love them. FanDuel.com slash locked on for a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Well, I want to thank everybody for making the Ron Johnson show your first listen. Make sure you check out the football party. The football party is great football minds with your local personalities. We got Sam Ekstrom, Luke Inman. We got Reggie Wilson, uh, Arif Hassan, Luke Braun. So some good football. I join from time to time. So thanks for making the Ron Johnson show your first listen. But make sure you check out the football party as well on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Sam, there's some national stuff going on right now. And, of course, the national talk, as I look at my TV, is Timberwolves, Lakers. And there's two sides of this. One, is the, are the Timberwolves that good? Because they, 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 they made the Lakers go to overtime. Or are the Lakers that bad? And both are bad. And 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 I'm not listening. I just see the 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 at the bottom ticker. Everybody's talking about that. Is this a bad sign? Because this is what the thing says right now. Is this a bad sign that the Lakers needed OT to beat the Timberwolves? So now people are saying because it took them to beat the Timberwolves in OT, is this like Lakers are gonna get ran off the court by the Grizzlies? I'll start there, Sam. Like, what are your thoughts there? Is this a bad sign for the Lakers, or is this a resilient sign for the Timberwolves? Well, People are acting like this was the one seed versus the eighth seed. They were one game different. <laughs> like the Lakers were one game better. If the Wolves had beaten them last Friday, then the Wolves would have had the home game. So uh, the the Lakers, to me, did not look good. Uh, they Anyone besides AD or LeBron shooting the ball, I didn't trust at all. And you could see with their outside shooting. I think they started like 7 of 26 from three whether it was Reeves or Hachimura or Schroeder until his very, his shot at the end, mm-hmm. I didn't really trust anybody. 
on that team. And they were not good when Davis was off the floor. Now, I felt like defensively, it was tough to get in the paint against them. Davis is imposing in there. He is he is tough to attack because he's so lengthy, gets his hands up to contest the shot. He's a weapon. Like, if he can stay healthy, and I know that's a big if, uh, he'll make things tough on them. But, Ron, did D'Lo even play in the game? Two did points. Malik Beasley even play in the game? I know Vanderbilt played some defense, but he didn't score. He had three rebounds. Like, all the yep. former Timberwolves that we were kind of worried about. Seven points total. Anything, yeah. And so the Timberwolves player, seven points total. I don't know if that's much of a team beyond LeBron and, and AD. Um, I, th- and that should make the Wolves even more frustrated. Right. That, that the Lakers looked kind of as bad as they did for as long as they did, and they couldn't come out with a win. Yeah, and, and and again, for the everydayers, you know I'm about stats. So I'm a stats guy on Vikings Game Day Live. I love to bring the stats. Um, not an analytics guy. I do like stats, though, and I don't know if that sounds stupid. That might sound stupid because uh, analytics guys, I feel like they, they live and die by every single analytic within this game. Like, you know, if you're in the left hash and then you throw the ball to the right and then I don't do all that. I just look at I love the stat side of it because I feel like there's a trend within it. Uh, and just something to keep an eye on. But but here's where I go with these stats from this game. The Timberwolves at one point were shooting over 59% from the field. And I think that was in, like in late in the third quarter. Their fourth quarter was so bad, they finished the game at 43%. They were like one for 16, I think, down the stretch. One for 16. At one point, they went on a 14-2 and two run, and then they went one for 16. That is horrible. And I think eight of those shots were Anthony Edwards. That's what's even worse. And when you think about this, Sam, you look at the three-pointers. 39% from three. I mean, that's crazy. They're almost 40% from three. And Mike Conley was a big part of that. Like, Mike Conley was lights out. The the, the Lakers, 32. Timberwolves from the field, 43. Lakers, 41. Free throws, 93. Lakers, 91. Uh, You look at total rebounds. That's the difference. Anthony Davis absolutely obliterated the offensive boards he killed the timberwolves offensive re- or sorry rebounds total but offensive rebounds 12 to 4 mm-hmm. 12 to 4 the lakers out offensive rebound meaning putbacks 12 to 4 anthony davis was a man amongst boys now defensive rebounds 36 to 33 so closer there but offense they got obliterated which put him at 37 to 48 for rebounds total assists 30 in the timberwolves favor to 27 Blocks without Rudy Gobert, the edge was the Timberwolves 11 to 7. So, yeah, Walker Kessler. I mean, who knows? (laughs) You look at steals 13 to 8. Again, they had like four late game steals that gave them a chance to get back in the game. Here's the dumbest thing I've ever seen turnovers 20 to 20. It should have been 19 to 20 because Kyle Anderson at the end of the game, point shaving, like I don't know what he was doing up there thinking he has handles. They call him slow mo for a reason. Like, bro, you are, that's not your, you are not him. You are not that guy. Oh. Like you are, you are a decent shooter. You're six, nine, you're a good NBA player. You're one of the best in the world. That's not your game. No, you're not about to James Harden. This guy at the top of the key, just pass the ball or do a normal cross. Like that's not, you are not him. You are not him. And, and, and I love, I love Kyle Anderson's game because he does not back down from LeBron. Like most guys were going at LeBron. And again, maybe this is because this is 40 year old LeBron and not, you know, 22 year old LeBron or 25 year old LeBron, uh, where he's bouncier. 
Uh, so guys were not afraid to go after him, but some guys went after him and still got their shot blocked. Mc, uh, McLaughlin. Um, he was terrible. Oh uh, yeah. Hey, let but, me ask you. Let me ask you one more question. If you're looking at the stats, does yep. it have uh, fast break points? Because I felt like Ron, whenever the Wolves had a run out, mm-hmm. like either either off a steal or a defensive rebound, I thought they messed it up. Like they either couldn't make they the layup, passes, they yeah. got blocked, they threw it. I I felt like they kind of botched all of those two-on-ones or, or one-on-ones down the floor, and they couldn't convert in the fast break. No, it doesn't say it on this. This is just the quick stats. Um, okay. The only other ones it has on here that this is this is the end. So the end is where it's, I, it's, it's like it's, it's clear as day to me. Points in the paint, 54 to 36. 54 to 36. They got killed in the paint. Anthony Davis, again, just a man amongst boys. And then fouls. And I saw Bill, uh, what's his name? Simmons? Yeah. He tweeted that, that, you know, keep being you, NBA, which means your refs wanted the Lakers to win this game. 26 personal fouls for the Timberwolves to 50, 11 more fouls went the way of the Lakers. The Lakers got 11 more fouls called in their favor. 11. You look at some of the hits, some of the bank, some of the like, Guys going to the lane and they're calling like offensive foul and LeBron is still moot. Like I get it, it's LeBron and we're happy he's playing defense. You know, in this you know win or go home situation or win or go to the eighth seed and host another game. But some of those weren't fouls because they were banging the Timberwolves and they weren't getting that same call. Anthony Davis was doing everything he could to tie up Carl Anthony Towns. It's just two guys playing hard going to the ground. You can't call a foul on one of them and not the other. Like come on. Like that, but 26 to 15. So that's where the game was lost, like, or not lost, but that's where they like give them a chance to get back in the game, like through mm-hmm. fouls, clock stop. And now they're getting more, you know, a chance to go to the line for, you know, two shots. And then, you know, they're in the double bonus. It, it to me, again, I'm not going to say the refs lost this game because I, I put this on the coaches, not using their timeouts enough. And like you said, not drawing up sets. But this to me, is just it's it's eye opening the points in the paint and the in the fouls like and then of course the twenty turnovers it just can't happen. Here's another and you're right on like fast breaks even like I think it was Torian Prince who like it looked like he got hurt on one you know he the pass is to Torian Prince and it's like he has to know too like it's awareness of the court. Point guards are wizards yes, but there's some passes they cannot make like. We know you want to catch it because they call it a pocket pass. And you, they, they throw it from their pocket and they want it to, you know, James Harden is the wizard at it. He's the best I've seen at it where he dribble, dribble, dribbles. He gets that pick or post and he just shoots it with that left hand. And it's like magic, like or behind the back, like James Harden, Mike Conley, like they're great at it. But here's the thing, Torian Prince, if you know there's two guys and you're running down the middle, you do have a slight step on them. The ball is going to come in low. Like he, they're gonna, he's gonna make a low bounce pass so you can bend down, get it, and then go straight up with it. Like he made the pass in there and it hit his leg as if like he didn't know it was gonna be a low pass. Like, where did you think it was going? And what are you looking at? Like just little stuff like that of them not being on the same page. Now, speaking of not being on the same page, Sam, I actually this if Rudy Gobert comes back Friday, because mm-hmm. if he doesn't, they, they don't really care. They don't really want to win. But does he screw up this chemistry of the fast pace moving around type of offense that Reggie Miller talked about where it was a ton of picks, ton of movement. Everybody knew where they had to be because your bigs, you know, your, your Kyle Anderson, your Carlin D towns and your Torian Prince can all shoot. So you don't have to bog down and clog the lane. It's everybody's moving around in, in space. 
does Rudy Gobert change the way that team's going to look Friday um, coming in? Is, is it going to look the same? Or, you know, it, does Chris Finn say, look, we had a 15-point lead on the Lakers. And you're right, seven and eight seeds. We had 15-point lead and we lost. How do we get that 15-point lead and hold it? And that's my question. Uh, is that the case? Like, do, do you do you think Rudy Gobert could mess that up? Or is it like, look, let's get two bigs in there because, again, we're getting killed in the paint, 54 to 36, and we got we got killed on um, on uh, offensive rebounds, 12 to 4. You know, points in the paint, offensive wow. rebounds, where that's usually where Rudy, Rudy Gobert should be helping you out. I don't know if he still has that bounce like he used to back in his day, but what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, when Cat was playing as well as he was in the first half, first three quarters, I don't know if he plays that well with Rudy Gobert in the paint. I mean, Cat was so assertive getting to the rim, backing guys down. I yeah. loved it. I loved Cat early in that game. I don't know if that works with Rudy in there, but if you can build a lead with Cat and then have Rudy help protect that lead defensively, I think that's your formula. And I think the Wolves may have to swallow their pride and say, all right, we tried this. It doesn't really work to have you both on the floor at the same time. We're going to have to split you up. Uh, you know, not much overlap. Cat, you help build us the lead. Rudy, you help us protect the lead. And Cat, if you're in foul trouble, then we go to Rudy. But I, I think Cat's got to be the guy most of the game uh, to to help build the lead. I just think the I think everything looks better when Rudy's not on the floor, at least on the offensive end. Yeah, and when you think about this though, and I'll give you this last one, Anthony Edwards. Nine points. You've got to be a star. Nine points. You look at LeBron James, 30. Anthony Davis, 24. Even Austin Reeves gave him 12. Dennis Schroeder was their guy because D'Angelo Russell only gave him two. But Dennis Schroeder, 21. That same balance did not go the way of Anthony. If Anthony Edwards has somewhat of a day, just somewhat of a day, 20 points even. He doesn't have to have a 30-year. 20. 18 they win this game so what is it going to take for anthony edwards to realize he's a slasher and goer and with him only scoring 10 points or less can the timberwolves even contend if they win this game and then can they contend with the nuggets if anthony edwards is hurt in a meaningful way no they're not going to contend with the nuggets his health is probably more critical to me than figuring out like why he wasn't as good in the game. It might've been just the shoulder, like you said, mm -hmm. um, because if you remember Ron, Anthony Edwards was phenomenal in the play in game last year. Yeah. And he was really he good in alive. the playoff series. He yep. was awesome. Like, so I don't, I'm not, I'm not worried that Anthony Edwards melts under the, the, the bright lights. He's mm -hmm. shown enough times that he doesn't. So if it's injury related that held him back, that that's is a problem. That's yeah. going to be a problem against the Nuggets if they advance. I think they can win the, the the game on Friday without him. But in a seven game series against Murray and and uh, Jokic, yeah, it's it's not going to be good if you don't have a fully engaged Edwards. Yeah, and that's the key. He has to be fully engaged. He has to be kind. Like he didn't look super confident. Like normally, you know, he has that confidence, that bounce, and I just didn't see it. Um, that that's was crazy. Well, we're going to jump into this last segment. Uh, and I'm looking forward to this one because this is this is my conspiracy segment. Conspiracy Theory 101 segment coming up. And I'm going to tell you the conspiracy of, of the fantasy footballers and, and, and why just Minnesota can't have nice things. Like, that's, that's literally what Minnesota is about. There's also some hot topics right now going around on Twitter. I'll throw a couple of those at Sam as well. We'll discuss quick. We got a last quick one coming up. But before we do, we have a word from our sponsors. 
We are brought to you today by Built Bar. Uh, everybody was voting at Built March Madness for the past month. That contest is over now. You voted for your favorite bars and puffs, and we've uh, decided on a winner. But hey, you can still load up on Built Bars today at Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN15 at checkout for 15% off. You can also get Built Bars in store at Walmart or at Sam's Club in the pharmacy section. Built. Com. They're the best protein bars in the universe. They are low in sugar. They are low in calories. They're high in protein and covered in 100% real chocolate with a bevy of delicious flavors. Built.com or Walmart or Sam's Club. Head there today. Well, Sam, this is the fun part of the show that I'm looking forward to. It's the Conspiracy Theory 101. Dun, dun, dun. For your everydayers out there, you guys know my feelings about Kirk Cousins. I think he's one of the uh, – he's an avid uh, Marvel fan. I like that. He's a Disney guy, so I agree with that. Uh, he's a really good passer. What Kirk Cousins doesn't do and – le- and let me read this list off to you, Sam. There's, there's some fantasy football pre-draft, pre-everything. Um, and here we go with this. So this is before the draft, so that, that's kind of what they're saying. Like, hold up, don't get mad. I'm going to start with the tight ends first, Sam. The 2023 fantasy football, and this is from ESPN, the 2023 fantasy football rankings for tight ends. Travis Kelsey, of course, is one. Mark Andrews is two. TJ Hawkinson of the Minnesota Vikings is three. Darren Waller of the New York Giants. I actually like that one. It's it's four. Uh, You got George Kittle with Waller over Kittle, but whatever. Uh, Waller, then Kittle. Dallas Goddard, Kyle Pitts, uh, Pat uh, Fryermuth, Evan Ingram, and then David Njoku. Receivers, no secret here. Justin Jefferson is one. Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown, A.J. Brown, and Jalen Waddle. Now you go to quarterbacks. The first one that's perplexing to me is Josh Allen is one over Patrick Mahomes. Well, what does Josh Allen do a little bit better than Patrick? He runs. He he runs. He's a big quarterback. He'll be healthy next year. Uh, He played hurt most of the year and still had a dominant year uh, with that elbow or whatever he hurt. Then you got another running quarterback, Jalen Hurts. You got Joe Burrow, not such a running guy, but then you got another running quarterback, Lamar Jackson. You got another running quarterback, Justin Fields. You got Justin Herbert. He's a passer. Trevor Lawrence, he's a passer. Daniel Jones, another runner. Daniel Jones ahead of Kirk Cousins. Wow. And then you got Dak Prescott, another mobile quarterback. So the theme for the quarterbacks for 2023 rankings uh, for fantasy football is if you can run, I'm going to draft you. And now, Joe Burrow, you're just going to throw the crap out the ball because you now have, uh, I don't know if Irv Smith's going to change anything Joe Burrow's done, uh, but he does have Jamar Chase, and he has Tyler Boyd, uh, and he has T. Higgins. Like, that's ridiculous. That's three good receivers that could be one. Like, I don't know about Tyler Boyd, but T. Higgins could be the one somewhere else. He could be the one for the Chiefs easily. And that's what a lot of people were hoping he would leave the Bengals and go to the Chiefs or go somewhere else. But he's like, look, I'm going to stay a Bengal. I want to change my number to five. I'm about to go back to my college days where I said the Vikings should have drafted him. Um, I like I remember that year. I think that was the same year as Tyler Johnson because he was the same class as Joe Burrow. And I'm like, boom, Vikings, you should get him in the second round. Nope, we're not going to do it. So whatever. Um, but here's where I go with this, Sam. Yeah. The math to me doesn't math. It doesn't add up. Because if Justin Jefferson is one and TJ Hawkins is three, how is Kirk Cousins at least not, in, not, not one, two, three, four, five? I get it. Not six. Because he's not a runner. But 7, 8, and 9, and 10. 7, 8, 9, 10. To me, Curtis Cousins should be in there. Curtis DeMarcus Cousins should be in that list because you have the number one receiver. You have the number three tight end. That's 4,000 yards right there. 
That's four because one's going to get you. Justin Jefferson might get you eighteen hundred again, maybe two k. We'll see. TJ's going to get you a thousand. So that's that's three thousand yards. You're going to get a thousand yards from CJ Ham, KJ Osborne, and uh, Alexander Madison. Like that's four thousand yards. How is he not in the top ten? But that's that's what I like. Primetime football and all this, and Kirk Cousins is a 50-50 quarterback lifetime. Who gives a crap? This is 2023 fantasy football. He's going to throw for 4,000-plus yards again. Now, I know they're not reading the tea leaves like, oh, they just resigned their fullback. They just got the tight end from the Ravens, so they're going to be a running team. They, they're they going to treat him more like Brock Purdy. Don't lose us the game. Uh, our, our running game is going to take over. Maybe, but I don't think so. Like, I don't think so. I do know Adam Thielen left. I don't know if that's part of it. They don't have a, a true two receiver right now. Maybe that's part of it. But you can't have the number one and number three tight ends in the NFL and fantasy, and then you're not in the top ten at least. Like, you're not even ten. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. So, to me, I just think that's hate on Kirk Cousins because they just don't like him. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so the last three years, I looked this up, Cousins was 11th, 11th, and 7th in fantasy points. Last year, he was 7th. Here's the, here's the thing about Kirk. He might not be the best average score per week in fantasy, right, but he right. never gets hurt, Ron. So over the course of a season, he'll play 17 games. Josh Allen last year, missed time. Uh, Jalen Hurts, missed time. Other quarterbacks that are better than Kirk Cousins from a fantasy standpoint are probably going to miss some games. Yeah, Dak Kirk's missed games miss too, games. didn't he? Dak Prescott missed games. Dak Prescott missed games. And yeah. he was at, and he actually wasn't very high in fantasy last year. He was like 18th, but that's probably because he missed games. Yep. Um, so that that's my point is that you're getting kind of a high floor with your fantasy pick there because Cousins is you put him in your starting lineup every week and you ride it out over the course of a season. He's not going to get you those 35 point games, but um total, he's he's gonna deliver and uh, probably end up in the top 10 or right on the edge. Right, and, and this is the thing, though. These, this is a group of people that don't watch the games. They, they don't watch Minnesota games because you can hear it in their voice when people break down the Vikings. Like, they say, oh, Justin Jefferson is this good, and, and TJ Hawkins is but I don't trust Kirk Cousins. Why? Like, what did you watch last year that he, you wouldn't trust him? Like, the dude didn't make mistakes. Like, he didn't, like, flinch under the bright lights. Like, he made every possible throw he could. The Bills game, he never he never buckled. The Giants game, never gave up. The Colts game, never gave up. But yet, you don't trust him? That's that's bogus. That's just, that's like, I'm just going to go with everybody else and say, Kirk Cousins is just a middle of the road. Like, I don't know why he got the guaranteed contract, blah, blah. Like, people are going to feed into that narrative. But you can't lie about what happens. The man puts the ball in the places where it needs to be. And that's just lazy reporting to me. That's just people just, like you said, he finished seventh last year. So what 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 changed last year in this offseason, other than losing Adam Thielen, that's going to change this? Nothing. Like, that's what I don't get is like when he and, – and when you talk about touchdowns for a quarterback, this is a team last year because, again, this that's how I know you don't watch it. Historically, and we only have one year of historical notes, so we can't really say historically, but historically – they throw the ball in the red zone. Like Kevin O'Connell wanted to throw the ball. Like, because we would even get mad. Like, dude, you got three downs from the three. Run the ball three times with Dalvin Cook. We would say that. But that's not Kevin O'Connell because he's thinking the same thing. Like, they're thinking it too. Like, they're thinking, like, they're going to run the ball three times. Now, Jalen Hurts, 
they're going to run it three times from the five. They're going to quarterback sneak it from the five three times. Like that's why the NFL I think is changing that rule because you cannot no longer just push him in the butt and, and submarine forward. But when you think about this red zone type of plays that Kevin O'Connell does, like that's that's not going to be a handoff to Dalvin Cook when you're on the three yard line. It's going to be a pass, whether it's a screen, whether it's a shovel. Like Kevin O'Connell sneakily gets Justin Jefferson touchdowns in his receivers' passes that I like a lot of old school people hate because they're like, look, that's not a pass. He just tossed it forward. It's a handoff. But nope, he tossed it forward. So instead of doing a jet sweep behind him, you just do it forward. Toss it, just don't don't hand it off. Just toss it up in the air. It's a pass. It's a pass. And one, it's less chance of you to fumble because you're just tossing it soft and he's going to see it, catch it, and keep going. There's no mesh point, but it's a pass. And Kevin O'Connell does that. So, I, in my opinion, I just think they should be in the top 10. Uh, or Kirk Cousins, sorry, because that that does not make sense to me. Uh, here's some quick ones, Sam, before we get out of here. Really one quick. Uh, it is random. But Chris Boyd, I don't know if you saw this drama on Twitter. Chris Boyd got uh, berated by a couple fans because he was telling people, I'll send you a jersey if you vote for me and show me you voted for me to go to the Pro Bowl. And all of a sudden... It was like thousands of people sent him a message and now he hasn't sent them a jersey because I see people and he's saying blame the team like the team wouldn't allow me to get a thousand jerseys. And so <laughs> and so I don't know if there's like a discount pro because I do know the trainers you have to order them and then they'll or the equipment manager sorry you order them and they'll get them uh, but you pay like you don't just get free jerseys. And so I don't think he realized you know let's call it let's say he has to pay 30 bucks. If he has to pay 30 bucks times a thousand jerseys, that's 30 grand. Now, granted, the man made what three hundred thousand dollars, four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollars last year. I don't even know what he made last year, but 30k just to a bunch of fans to go to a pro- did he even go to the Pro Bowl? Like, did he actually get because I know he got votes from them? Did he actually get in? I don't think I think he, he got snubbed. Yeah, I don't think he I don't got think in. he made the Pro Bowl. Yeah. yeah. So I like I don't know if he said if I make the Pro Bowl, I'm gonna see y'all jerseys, but you know, and then he like then he put out a secondary uh, tweet that had his Instagram story saying, and he was very specific. He said, "This is for my teammates and the fans and those that rode with me, not the coaches." Oh no, no, and he did. He said two coaches. He said and Coach Durante and Coach something else. So he only said this is for two coaches. Like he's very specific. And so then, of course, people are like, "Oh, so you don't roll with KOC or Quasi? You ain't feeling them?" Like you know, so. <laughs> So Chris Boyd, yeah, Chris Boyd on his way out the door is just like, you know, and then somebody was like, oh, he's just a special teamer. We can replace him. And he's like, you can't replace me. Mm, really? Like, I don't know. Like, I get it. You, you like like Slater for the for the uh, whatchamacallit for the New Orleans, New England Patriots. Yeah. He was consummate pro bowl. Devin, like there's some pro bowlers where you're like, OK, I get it. But you're not a returner. You're a gunner. And so I don't know if you're saying like your energy or you're just really high up on yourself, but some people need to like, just humble yourself a little bit. Sometimes like it's okay to not respond to everybody. Like, cause then it makes you look bad. Like saying like, Oh, they'll never replace me. Like I get it. Like have that bravado, have that confidence, but it's okay to be humble and not respond and just ignore idiots like that. But you know, that was just one quick one. Say, I don't know. What are your what are your thoughts on that? The thousand Jersey Gate, Jersey Gate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Fans are saying they didn't get their jersey for giving them a Pro Bowl. Role. Yeah, can, can he just get like like a jersey, like a T-shirt jersey? Maybe that saves uh. him a little money. He gets them like half price. Maybe he gets them gets them a little cheaper. 
Um, I mean, it's, I think it's cool that fans kind of rallied around Chris Boyd last year. They're like, Oh, this like really gritty special teams guy. We love him. And, uh, I don't know if Chris Boyd will have a long NFL career because he's not really a, a great cornerback and it's mm-hmm. hard to, to make a life for yourself as a special teamer. But uh, I liked his, I liked his attitude. I liked his energy, but you got to be self-aware sometimes right. when you're doing stuff like that. Yeah. Especially, I mean, especially if you know, like you don't know how long you're gonna be a Cardinal and other teams are able to see your, your, how you act um, towards the fans towards it. And he wasn't negative, but it's just like, just, just let it go. Just move on. Uh, just, just go to the next spot because what one day you might end up having to come back to the fight. Like you might want to come back. Um, so that's why I'll tell you, don't, don't burn bridges. Cause you never know what bridge you need to cross back over to get to where you need to get to. So, but that'll do it for us today, man. I want to thank everybody that continues to like share, download, comment, uh, Spotify, iHeartMedia, iTunes, YouTube, wherever you get your social media platform or sorry, your, your podcast and you consume it. Just make it the Ron Johnson show your first listen. Uh, but that'll do it for us today. If you want, and remember, if you want endless Vikings talk with local experts, just make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Sports Minnesota channel on YouTube. I want to thank you. Have a great day.